Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Lauren Hazel. Hi there, Lauren. Hey, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Doing, watching. Hope everyone's getting comfy and cozy in their quarantine and not going stir crazy, no cabin fever. <laughs> quarantine and chill, right? <laughs> yeah, quarantine and chill. Might as well. So, uh, Lauren, let's get started. Well, you know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, don't go in too much. I'm going to ask you questions just a little bit to get us that appetite whetted. Okay, cool. So, uh, my name is Lauren Hazel. I, of course, am a gamer and a digital marketer. Um, I help companies in the space of gaming, all things pop culture, entertainment, our nerdy, geeky stuff. Um, bring more stuff online so the rest of us can enjoy it when we're in these types of situations. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, lots of entertainment to be had right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now, Lauren, I begin every podcast with a single question. I'm going to ask you just like I ask everybody else. So okay. on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you? How weird? Oh, let's say I'm at a 7 or an 8. Now, why would you say that? Well, it depends on uh, the topic. I tend to, I like researching stuff and like I'll go deep in something and then it's like, how the hell did you know that kind of thing? Um, so it's like, uh, it, it depends on the topic that you, that you get me in. Like if we're going to, you know, talk, you know, shop about marketing, I can get really deep. If we're talking stu uh, like stuff about Star Wars, I can get really deep in Star Wars, um, uh, which is always controversial, <laughs> you know. As long so as you're not talking about the on new the ones, right? You know, even the prequels are all right now. <laughs> Given up yeah, time. well, people love the prequels. Actually, you know, when it came to at least the first prequel, I, li I, I liked it. I didn't mind that people like hated it, Jada Banks. It's like, well, when I went to see it, my mother took me and it, it came out on my birthday. So for me, it's a little bit more of a special connotation. I was a kid. I guess if you were an adult watching it, you had a different view. But as a kid, I enjoyed it. So yeah, I thought it was fantastic. The fight scene with Darth Maul was incredible. That's, that was one of the best fight scenes in Star Wars. I think even today with some of the um, fights that we've seen in Star Wars, lightsaber fights, that is the best one. And that's probably one of the, in terms of live action, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're not going to take any uh, cartoons and stuff in it. But that's probably the only Star Wars fight with the exception of the last uh, Star Wars fight in um, The Rise of Skywalker where we had more than one lightsaber person fighting mm -hmm. at the same time. But it's the only fight in Star Wars where we've had three lightsaber people fighting each other at the same time. That's true. <laughs> Although I love the one from uh, Revenge of the Sith between Obi-Wan and Anakin. That, I think, was just, just so hardcore. Don't take the higher ground. Don't <laughs> the higher ground. <laughs> the higher ground. <laughs> All right. So this is the Gamerpreneur. So I got to get your gaming cred. So when did you first start playing video games? Ooh, let's see. This we're going back to the land of Nintendo before Game Boys were a thing, um, because uh, the, the adults I was around my uh, brother-in-law then he played video games. He had like their like one of the original Nintendo, so that's when I started. So I probably was like maybe seven or eight. Okay, fantastic. When I started. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then you obviously graduated up. Can you guide me through your journey of being a gamer? Let's see. Well, there was Nintendo's, and then I got the game. Then there was the Game Boys, which were like this stick. People don't remember this stick. It took with a thousand no backlighting. Do you remember like it trying to go in the car with one of those things, like trying to see it by like the the street lights as they go? Oh, backlighting, very pixely compared to the stuff you guys got now. 
Um, and then we got the Game Boy Color, which I found one in somebody's gaming store. I hope they still have it when I get a chance to the ride over there. It was 50 bucks. That was cool. Um, that was a game changer because that's one of the first Game Boys that had actually, you could buy a backlight too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, that was that. Still had cartridges um, and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Then what was it? We got a Sega. Um, then we got the original PlayStation. Okay. Um, that came that had that. Uh, then it was a Sega Sega Genesis and then Sega CD. People forget about Sega CD. Oh, Panzer Dragon. How can you forget about Panzer Dragon? Yeah. Like, uh, people don't know. It's like Lion King had a game, had a video game. Michael Jackson had a video game. <laughs> so, Shaq uh, had a video game. Shaq yeah. Too. You know who else had a video game? I think MC Hammer had a video game. I think he did. He was in a video game. I don't recall that one. That one was, was news to me. I think. No, no, you're right. No, I think I do did. recall that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on Nintendo too. Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Like certain people have video like folks that we don't like when's the last time we've seen a rapper in a video game as a playable character, not just the guy who's announcing. Like that's what you got now. But back then we had like Michael Jackson and MC Hammer were playable characters in their games. So I go back that far to Xbox, got that. Cause I took a pause from video games because school and everything else, and then got back to um Xbox and I if it wasn't for like me going into GameStop and then looking and watching the trailer for uh, Skyrim. And I was like, that's the way the trailer played at that time as someone who's been away from video games for a little bit of having my own console. That was like, wow. Cause I was playing games like, you know, um, you know, you buy the app, you play the game, but like mm-hmm. to see that at that point, I was like, I gotta get that. And then Halo, Halo reach was, I think is one of the best Halos uh, story-wise and everything else. Um, yeah, all the way up to, I got my PS4, <laughs> um, and that's where we're that's where we're at. Even though I kind of think about going back to Xbox. We'll Fantastic. See. Well, they just announced the new systems and all their stats. So yeah, so like, I don't know if it makes a I don't know if it makes a difference. I mean, a lot of games come out on both because mm-hmm. I'm not really a PC game. Like my g- gaming for me for PCs was like. I guess the kitty games um, like Busy Town and stuff was a PC game and all that stuff. So I go back to those types of games, not the games that I always associate with a console like Halo and stuff like that is always kind of a different type of game that was made just specifically for kind of PC. Sure. I've done some PC gaming. I prefer consoles. I always like to feel the controller in my hand as opposed to the keyboard setup. My fingers don't, don't I was never a musician. Like I wasn't used to like doing this. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, you get in an argument with gamers, with PC gamers versus console gamers. Like when it comes to stuff like that, I prefer the console and I'm not trying to be an esports player. So I don't care about a lot of that stuff. I prefer the console when it comes to certain other games. Like if it's like a busy town or if it's like a Mahjong or something like that, I'll, I'll, I have no issue playing that on a computer or if it's playing, you know, on my phone, I have no issue um, with that. So I'm not, I'm not going to jump into that argument with, are extreme gamers who are like, it's PC or nothing else. Right. <laughs> you know, let them let them have that fight. That's not what we're, what we're here for. No. So, are there me. any games coming out you're looking forward to? I am looking forward to, let's see. I'm about to say Skyrim. Elder Scrolls is coming out with, um, I think it's Graymore. I okay. think it's supposed to come out in March. 
uh, they just had another release of another one, but the big one at Gray Mart, I think it's coming out in March or, well, they should come out on time because this stuff happened, right? <laughs> you know, that's the problem, this stuff happened. That's right. But I don't know if it's coming in March or April, but I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully there won't be any delays with stuff like that because no one was expecting, you know, uh, coronavirus to kind of shut everybody down or kind of make everybody really do um, virtual online. So I was really looking forward to that. Um, I was waiting on the next Halo, which was cons- which made me kind of consider Xbox again. So we'll see. 4K no los dos. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, I'm waiting. We all we're all in the in the waiting seat to see what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like I'm under lockdown. It's not quite quarantine, but the whole city is shut down. And it sounds like other cities around the country are shut down or shutting down. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, New York is kind of sort of in a pseudo place. Like we. They don't want it like we're going to quarantine New York one, New York City. That's impossible. People kind of think New York City is just Manhattan, but it comprised yeah. of five boroughs. And the fact is, the truth is, like, if you shut down New York, you're shutting down a lot of different industries. Like globally, it will make this recession a thousand times worse because it will be because we're connect. We're so connected. Like when you when you're in a city, that's a central hub for anything. Mm-hmm. And we're a central hub for multiple industries like finance, manufacturing, a lot of stuff. So if we shut down, it affects everyone else um not just this country but other countries so you can't really have that besides a lot of the food that comes in for new york state parts of new jersey and pennsylvania comes through new york so a lot of people don't know that because that's like that's not the sexy industries like finance is sexy <laughs> but manufacturing and textiles and all that stuff that ain't sexy <laughs> you know I don't know. Having clothes seems kind of nice to me, but you know. <laughs> yeah, having clothes like people like we don't necessarily make them here, but we get the shipments. This is what like New York City has major ports in all in most of the boroughs, so people don't realize the trucks go through here as a stop. They pick up, they drop off. You know, the trains go through, they pick up and drop off, and stuff like that's exchanged. And like people don't realize that this is one of the points of of major exchange, if not main offices. You know, so that you know. People just don't realize what they don't know. That's right. All right. I want to get to the preneur part because you and I had a nearly three-hour conversation I yesterday. Yes, we did. <laughs> like it was supposed to be a 15-minute phone call. I, I know. Hours. We turned to three hours. Like, oh, crap. It's the middle. It's on the even. <laughs> and so you have a lot of advice I want you to give. <laughs> um, so can you begin by telling us your professional background? That way people can understand what it is you know and what you do. Okay. Uh, so professional background, I am a marketing consultant. So I deal primarily with, I guess, digital marketing, online marketing, which has become really sexy right now because everyone has to work online. Um, so in terms of uh, lead generation, uh, planning with that, sometimes impl- most of the time implementing that as well, Facebook ads, uh, Google AdWords, uh, planning out and sometimes implementing email marketing, sales campaigns, building out what we call sales funnels, um, and figuring out what product should be sold to what group of people at what time. So kind of planning those things out and a lot of times building it, depending on like who it's for companies, uh, creating what we call viral campaigns to build interest and then sell those folks on, you know, whatever else was supposed to be for that company or that artist. So basically a digital consultant doing or consulting with people as they do it themselves because they just need direction. They don't necessarily need us to build it. It's just like, hey, I just need to know what piece goes where 
and what idea or message I should be communicating as these, this piece goes where. So I'm one of those folks who helps uh, people do that to monetize. Now, the point you just made, I do want to kind of emphasize because you just said that you consult people, you tell them what to do, but you don't necessarily do it yourself. That is a legitimate business model. You don't have to do the work yourself. And I think so many people are like, well, I don't know how to do this, or I don't know how to do that, or I don't know how to do that. You don't need to know how, you just need to know who can do those things, right? Right. You just need to know who, because, uh, you know, technically I know how to do just about every one of those things. Yeah. I've done yeah. it for myself. I've done it with people. But, you know, a lot of times I don't have the time to deal and do what's yours because then I would have to charge you a lot more money because it's a lot of work, a lot of time, dedication that goes into some of the things people might ask for. A lot of times they have the people who could do it and they just really need some direction like, hey, this is what you need. This is what you don't need. And a lot of times I know other people who that's all they do. They do the doing all the time. That's all they live for. And sometimes I can like point people, listen, you need this, that, and the other. These, these are who you go to. Because a lot of times that's what people need. You don't necessarily, uh, necessarily have to do it for someone. You can just tell them what they need to do and kind of be that support. If, hey, if they have a question, you could be that person that they can ask that question to. And that's very important. I think sometimes people get so caught up in, oh crap, I have to write this myself or I have to you know, code this myself or I have to do this myself. No, if you know what needs to be done, there are a lot of people who have the means, like they bought all the stuff. They have all the people. They just have no idea how it's supposed to be organized <laughs> a lot of times. That's fantastic. I, I, uh, my regular viewers understand that this Gamerpreneur project, the podcast, everything I'm doing, is me, my attempt to show people that they can do it themselves without the skill. I'm not a digital artist, so but I make all my stuff myself. I'm not a web designer. I'm doing it all myself. Does it look kind of junky? Yeah, I'll admit it. Yeah, sure. But you, know, you can go off and make it much, look much better, and you can do it on Fiverr. There's so many people that's just sitting there on Fiverr who you know, charge five, 20, 50 bucks for something that you would look fantastic if you did it that way. Yeah, Fiverr is a good place. I go to Fiverr for something because I'm not a graphic designer. I mean, I've made certain things for myself when I need to, I need a concept of something and I just need something really fast to test something out. But usually I just move it on. Okay, let me find that person on Fiverr to do it like 10, 20 bucks, five bucks. There are people who are in other parts, you know, depending where you're from. Like if you're from the United States, you're like five bucks, I'm going to do this five bucks. Yeah, because your $5 means a lot more in their currency, but they're very good at what they do. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? So Fiverr is a great place to go and find someone to like, you know, you need a graphic, you know, for your overlay, for, you know, your Twitch account or whatever. You know, you don't have to make it yourself. If you've got five, you know, you have six, seven dollars, find someone on Fiverr who's willing to do it for you. And there's plenty of people, a lot of people on Fiverr who are willing to help make your stuff look really awesome. That's right. Okay. So now when you, I asked you for your backstory, you gave us a whole lot of stuff to unpack. You, you do basically everything in digital marketing, which is its own like multiple series right. by itself. So um, what, what do you think is the most important thing for a gamer? Not necessarily just a streamer, not necessarily mm -hmm. an esports player, but the gamer generally, what do they need to know about marketing that you don't think they know? Okay. So you know, for all the gamer folks out there, I mean, especially if you are streaming, you know, you're going to be on Twitch, you're going to be Facebook gaming, you know, Mixer, wherever it is that, you know, you make your platform or platforms your home. If you're trying to use this thing as something to 
generate some money for whatever it is you want to do. Um, or you kind of want to be, you know, at cons or whatever it is you want to do. I think one of the most important things that you can do marketing wise is understand that the importance of building your audience um, for you, but not only just building and cultivating that audience, you know, whatever it is that you do that they're there for and attracting those people, but also being able to continually communicate. So what I mean by that is not just depending on Facebook, the folks who follow you on Facebook, on your page, or on Twitch, who follow you on your page or subscribe to you on your page, but and not just having a discord where everybody joins the discord and they, you know, you talk and interact with them, but also having their contact information just in case something happens. Like what happens if, you know, a lot of people on Twitch, what happens if, you know, Twitch gets shut down because the overflow and they have to shut it down for a few hours. Well, you can't communicate to the people who are following you, who are looking for you because they don't know what's going on. You know, you know, your channel might get put up last because you're not a priority. But if you had something like their email address, you can send them an email saying, hey, guys, don't panic. Um, you know, Amazon Twitch is having a, an issue, but I'm still here with you guys. We're going to move this over to Facebook Gaming. This is the link. Come see me over here while they fix Twitch. Like having a person, your, your audience's emails to communicate that to them in case these other platforms fail is going to make give you a lot of power um, that, you know, it's the kind of power that if you're looking for sponsorships or whatever it is you're looking for, it's going to give you quite a bit of leverage. That's right. Okay. So that is some wonderful, like top level advice, Lauren. Can we kind of get into the nuts and bolts? Like how, how am I supposed to get an email from somebody? So uh, what you would need is first you would need a email collection, you know, platform, right? So that's the MailChimps. Uh, MailChimp, I believe they still have the free account. Um, so you can get a free account from MailChimp. Um, a lot of different companies use it for email marketing. So if you're like on a tight budget and you're trying to make this work, they're free. Uh, MailChimp, if you're looking for paid options, you got your AWebers, you got your SendLanes. Uh, those are just email collection platforms. They're used for email marketing. But you want that because when people, when you start saying, hey guys, hop on my email list so I can talk to you about whatever, they have a place where they, where you can actually hold and collect that, you know, that information. So I would suggest, you know, for the sake of you're just starting out and, you know, you're trying to grow this and it, I know they still have a free account. Um, MailChimp would be a good option um, for a lot of people. If you're looking to keep your, you know, your investment minimal as you build up, you know, your, your platform, your audience. So you want like a MailChimp, you register for the account and they have these things called they landing pages. Actually, they just sign up for them. So, you send somebody to a URL, they type in their email, they press subscribe, and they're subscribed to your list. You know, that's, that's the tech, technical part, keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. um, when you're on your streams, though, and you're like, okay, now how well do I get these people who are following me on Twitch or Facebook Gaming or Mixer to hop on this link to this email, email list that I'm trying to build? Well, that's when, you know, when you're doing your talk portion, a lot of you do like a first talk portion in the beginning or in the middle or at the end of your stream, um, just promote it like, hey, listen, I really want to, you know, talk to you guys in case all this stuff shuts down for whatever reason, you know, hop on my email list. Um, maybe you, whoever hops on your email list, you do a shout out, you know, just to encourage them to actually enter their email. You know, you could do stuff like that. You know, you guys, if you want to send me 
uh, personal messages through email, like ask me questions, then hop on the email list. Or maybe you want to give an emote away. You know, some of you have, have gotten to the point where you bought emotes. You can do that. Just use it as like a free give me. Hey, guys, I got this cool emote that I'm giving away for free. You know, just hop on the email list, subscribe, and I'll send it to you. So those are ways that you can actually encourage people to not just be a follower on Facebook gaming or Mixer or Twitch or YouTube, but to actually get them on your email list so that you can continue communicating uh, with them as well. Okay, that is fantastic advice. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the part of that streamer that you and I have both talked to, and you give that advice to them, and they're going to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, spamming my viewers. If I'm, I'm sending out an email every single time that I go live, aren't they going to stop watching me? Right. Well, what happens when you tend to uh, go live, Facebook sends an email out. If you're on Facebook gaming and you go live, an email goes out. They get an email, and if they got the app, there's also a notification on their phone and then on their computer. So if you, Facebook, obviously, you, if you think Facebook is spamming you, uh, then you know, you're in the, in the wrong game if you're trying to build an audience to keep content because every time you go live on Twitch, Twitch sends out an email every time you go live. Uh, one notification, Facebook will send out notifications. So all you're doing is making sure is that your people see you when you go live, because sometimes people don't look at, you know, they're ignoring things, but if they know that email is coming from you, like, Hey, I'm going live. I got, remember, this is the week I'm giving away a prize. And I've, I have many gamers on a Twitch that they're giving out prizes and they're raising money. And a lot of times we miss the notifications that they're on the stream. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you missed the chance to actually participate in what they're doing. So, you know, if you have your own email list and people know to look for your email, Hey guys, I'm going live. Remember we're doing this contest. Um, I'm answering your questions on X people are going to see the email and they're not going to think like, Oh God, he spammed me. No, they joined the email list because they want to see you. They watching you play video games. They could be doing, they can be watching Netflix. They can be watching Disney plus, but no, they know at four o'clock on a Wednesday, it's you, they want to see, and they want to make sure that they don't miss you. Or if something happens where you have to go on at a later time, an email is a perfect way to communicate with them. Say, Hey guys, some happened earlier. I won't be able to go on until five o'clock or six o'clock. Now you have a direct line of communication. You can talk to them in the email, just like you would talk to them if you were on a stream just to express. And, you know, like there was a gamer, Volek, I think he got into a bad car accident and we were like, what, where's his stream? Now we didn't know that's what happened to him. Like, you know, this is a guy, really cool guy um, on Facebook gaming. We we're like, what the hell happened? And it turns out he was in a car accident. And we didn't know, like, you know, we didn't know. It wasn't until like hours later that we were able to see like, hey guys, I got into a bad car accident. I'm so sorry for missing the stream. But if he was able to send out an email to all of us, we would have known before. Because a lot of people were sending out help, like where he, where he lives, I think in Canada. People were like, oh, well, this is the car insurance you need. What happened? Like a lot of your audience, they care about you because you've built that relationship with them. So if something does come up, like your cat's sick or you're sick or your kid's sick or you're not feeling well, communicating with them through email as another form of letting people know what's up with you, you'd be surprised the kind of you know, good reaction you'll get from your audience because as much as you build that relationship with them and care about them, you'll find that they really do care you know, about you too. So just you know, letting people know what's up. Fantastic. Okay, so now um, like my purpose is to show gamers how to make money doing all this. How do they monetize these email lists? Right. So as you, you know, you're building up, you know, your email list, which you should, if you're, if you're going to do this, which you should, 
you know, every stream you go on, please encourage people. The email is, if you have a Discord that's full of people, um, make sure you program that to always ask for people's emails, same thing. Now, if you want to monetize it, there is a couple of ways. If you're looking for sponsorship um, from a, whatever company you're looking for, if you tell them, that, listen, I have X amount of people following me on these platforms, but I also have an email list that I talk to every day. So if you wanted to send me a code, I can help push whatever that thing is, your product, your service to them on my email list um, as well. That actually will, in a lot of companies like that because it's not just you're on a stream and you're writing out their name or you, they have a code that appears on their, you know, their tri Twitch profile. But the fact that you have an email list with your followers on it and they're able to send out emails uh, to them to actually encourage the, you know, the buying of their product, you're more likely to get a sponsorship. It, it allows you to have more chips on the table in your favor as something you can offer that company if it's a sponsorship thing. That's sponsorships. Um, the other end is you become an affiliate for whatever. Like there is a uh, Volek once again, he, I believe he is an affiliate for a beef jerky company, some small beef jerky company. So of course they give him his little code so they can track his sales. You know what he does? He just, he put it, he puts it in a post and then he just says, Hey guys, don't forget I'm eating beef jerky. This is where you get it. Use my code, you know, because he gets a percentage of whatever that is, 10%, 15%, whatever it is. If you have an email list, you can mail your folks, hey, the sponsor of this email is X, or you know, click this code to get this jerky, if it's beef jerky or whatever the world you're selling. So now, instead of just waiting, like you might have 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, or 10,000 people who follow you, but only X amount of people are going to see that stream. You might only get 200 people viewing the stream. And out of that 200 people, they're there for the gaming. They see the code. They think about it like, oh, I should do that. But then they forget because they're watching you having fun with whoever playing the game because it just goes out of your mind that quick. Mm -hmm. They did want to go check out the beef jerky company, but the, they want to see the gameplay too. So if you send it in an email um, throughout an email campaign to your folks, now when they're dedicated not watching the video game, they can go in the email and say, oh, yeah, the beef jerky. I forgot about that. Then they'll click on it. And then they'll be able to, you know, buy it. And that's really what I try to like, encourage folks. Like, look, you'll mention this and some people go do it now. Very few will remember it later. So if you put it in the email, they'll be able to like, okay, it's always there looking at me. I can go check it out now. All right. Not to mention they can sell their own merch. They can create their own product, right. their own info products. Um, you know, I always start people off with affiliate marketing too, because it's, it's so easy. You just Google whatever your favorite brand is, plus affiliates sign up and now you can sell whatever, like you can sell 70 inch TVs today from Best Buy, just like that. Yeah. And a lot of companies, especially if they're, not, if they're like, like mid-sized companies, especially now during this quarantine, because there are a lot of companies that sold directly in stores, um, that they're losing the store money because the stores, a lot of stores are closed across the, you know, across the country or across the world, depending where you are. You can actually, they can actually create an affiliate program for you because they're, they're losing their revenue. You can go to your favorite company like, hey, listen, I know you're usually selling Best Buy and, and these plays in your clothes. I have all this big audience. I have an email list. How about you create a code for me to use so we can track my sales and you give me like 10 or 15%. A lot of them at this point are saying yes. <laughs> That's, it's, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, just, just have a conversation because they're all online. They're all like, I was talking to someone earlier. They're like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out because they can't sell what they usually sell because they were all retail. 
And I'm like, well, why don't you get some folks to be an affiliate, like who have audiences because everyone's watching this and that. And they're like, yeah, I would seriously, if someone came to me, I'd be ready to do it. So right now, now's a good time if you're building your list and like, I want to be an affiliate for whatever. Right now, just send out a few emails, send out, you know, and just ask, hey, listen, I have this, I have this email list. I'm on Twitch. I do this. I'd be willing to promote your product. I use it myself. Can we work something out? A lot of them are saying yes at this moment. So now's a good time. That's wonderful. All right. Do you have any other methods of marketing that they should know about? Right. So, you know, you got your, you know, your wonderful email, email marketing. That's one of the, my favorite places to be. Yep. <laughs> um, the follow-up. Oh yeah. It's all, it's all in the follow-up, um, you know, with email marketing. The other thing um, that you can do specifically if you are a gamer on um, Twitch, uh, which is Amazon's baby, um, we talk about a subscription. So what happens on places like Twitch uh, particularly is that they're trying to push subscriptions, which is subscriptions to Twitch, which Amazon owns, mm-hmm. which I'm not, I don't remember exactly what the percentage was you get. It depends on, you know, where you are in a hierarchy or your partner, or your affiliate. And, you know, so therefore you're splitting whatever that commission is every month, you know, so if it's a, it's a $4.99 or a $5.99 you know, membership, you're splitting uh, that membership with uh, Twitch or, you know, whoever. And that's the case with some of the other platforms adopting that similar model. So you can do that and you can split and there's nothing wrong with that. It makes it easy. Um, you just got to push people for that. Or a lot of times you got to remember your audience is really here for you. You know, you're the reason why they're there on Twitch and watching at two o'clock in the morning. You know, it's not for Amazon. It's not for Facebook. It's specifically for you. That's just the platform you're housed on. So if there's something that you do, for example, there is um, a Twitch, uh, I think he's affiliate now, and he plays cello a few times during the week and then he plays video games. But people, a lot of folks jump on him for because he plays cello, because he plays all the video game themes. He's a great guy to watch. If he decided that, hey, I want to teach people cello and have my own group, well, guess what? He can start his own membership himself. A lot of people are familiar with Patreon. And if you wanted to do that, you can. That's an easy membership kind of together site. Um, If he wanted to teach people cello and how he does what he does, because it's really fascinating to watch, he could. He has like, you know, I think he has like, 30,000 people uh, who follow him and he gets an average of maybe a thousand people who watch him when he does go on. He can easily turn around. like, you know what? I'm going to do the easy route, go on Patreon and create his own membership where he gives people cello lessons if he wanted to. So yeah, he's a gamer, but this is his other thing that he does that people love to see. And he can just create his own membership if he wanted to use Patreon, which is like, I'm just giving you an easy way to some more other stuff, but you know, assuming not everybody wants to go through all the month, that's one easy way of doing it. He could do it that way. You know, if he, if you were a pure gamer and you don't do, you know, you don't do the channel stuff, but let's say, you know, some of you are like experts and like destiny, like, you know, the history, you know, the characters, you know, all kinds of stuff with how the game is made. If you wanted to, you know, write blogs about that, um, you could do that too. Um, create your own little podcast thing about it. And if you wanted to monetize that, you absolutely could. Go to this place called Gumroad, write whatever you're writing and charge and use Gumroad to charge for it. 
you know, there are quite a few people who are experts at video, knowing things about the video game that I did not know, like detailed stuff, like who was the artist who designed it and things like that. And some people even got these folks to respond to them and do interviews. Like you can say, hey, this is special content and you can use those platforms to host that content and to charge for it. And your, your people buy because I don't bought some stuff that I didn't think I was going to buy from an artist who plays games. So I've spent probably $100 with her so far. That point you just made, reaching out to the artists. I, it boggles my mind that people think it's so hard to get in touch with the creators of stuff. Like, how hard is it to get in touch with an author? They think, oh, they spend you know, two years writing this thing, and then as soon as they publish it, they don't want to talk to anybody about it? No, they want to talk to people about what they've created. They love the fact that they were able to make this thing. If you have specific questions and you're able to express your enthusiasm, they'll be more than happy to talk to you. Yeah, there's a lot of artists that I've built relationships with because, you know, usually what happens is you might see them at a convention like a Comic-Con or Emerald City Con and you see them every year and you just keep talking to them. But online, they're very much active uh, on different platforms, whether it's uh, Instagram or Tumblr, depending on the artist, or, you know, Twitter. A lot of them are there. They're very active. If you ask them a question, they'll answer it. Like there's a, some of the Star Wars authors I've gotten, the you know, a chance to like interview or we'll be able to chance to interview them. And I just asked them. So, so jealous. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I just read just like, Star Hey, I like your books. <laughs> I read all of those star Wars books and then just, they deleted that entire history. It's just gone. <laughs> yeah. It's just gone. Um, who, whose poster I got? Timothy's on. Yeah. He'll talk to me. Oh, uh, if you can, if you can get his email, he'll, he'll uh, answer. Like he's very, he's very like, Hey guys, I don't know if he's active too much on Twitter, but like if you can get his email and just say, hey guys, I just want to answer like a question. Like he'll jump on an interview if you can get to him. I'm a, you know, he wrote the, the, the Thrawn series and um, they're redoing that. I don't know if they'll be able to redo it the same way. Um, I have the first one, the post. I remember when they announced it, come look at the poster now. He signed it. Uh, I think book two came out already, which I did not read. Uh, book three was scheduled to come out in a couple of more months, but we'll see, yeah. um, you know, what happens. But yeah, they had, I could say this, but they had him redo a lot of stuff based on the, the current canon. So if you're looking for that type of stuff with Thrawn, you're not going to get it because Thrawn was a character, remember Thrawn's a character that he, he made up mm-hmm. and was able to kind of do most of what he wanted to do. This uh, Thrawn is... It's a lot of good stuff about Thrawn, but it's different because he's he's working within the constraints of what they want. Yeah. Well, well. All right, I want to talk about you for a second. So you've given some fantastic yeah. advice. Let's go back to you for a second. Are there any unique skills that you have that are different from anybody else that make you successful? Oh, uh, unique skills. Uh, well, skills that I've learned. Um, I took time to learn this thing called copywriting. Um, so I learned direct response, marketing, copywriting, um, been doing that for a few years, learning and, and, and applying it, um, which, you know, helps me when it comes to like some of the stuff that I do, um, in terms of making sure that, you know, if I'm taking an idea, I'm testing it out correctly and kind of marketing it. That was cool. Um, I can run Facebook ads, um, uh, which is something that, you know, right now I'm getting really nice results for another artist. Um, who, you know, was supposed to be at a con, who also plays video games, by the way. You never know what your other gamer friends are doing. A lot of them are artists for, like, Star Wars and stuff, and if you don't ask them, they won't tell you. So just to let you know if you want to connect with people, they are on Twitch playing games. Um, 
and I'm running Facebook ads for them. That's a skill that not a lot of people have. Like people just like, oh, I'll just boost this. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, those skills have helped a lot, especially in terms of getting a larger audience and uh, introducing th- people to things that they were kind of looking for, but didn't know where to find. Um, and also just reaching out to people. I mean, that well, that's a skill set that's been long in play. There's so many people who are afraid to just say, hi, how you doing? Yeah, hello is a very scary word, isn't it? Yeah, it's like so many people are afraid to say hello. It's like, oh my God, if I say if I say hello to this person, they will they'll get mad at me. I was like, no, no, they won't. Well, if they see it, they'll they, they probably will say hello back. How are you doing? Um, you know that that's what Twitter and um, you know email and LinkedIn and those places are for. Just reach out to people and just say hi. My name is whatever. I love what you did there. Can I ask you a question about this or? That a lot of people, especially now, are very responsive because they're cooped, they're cooped up in their house, and a lot of the stuff they were supposed to do got canceled. So they got time to read and they want to interact. And a lot of them are extroverts, so the extroverts are suffering. Like I'm an introvert, so this is I'm 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 fine, you know. But a lot of my extroverted people, you know, there are a lot of authors that are actually extroverts and they're used to having a certain amount of interaction, and they don't have it. So if you're a fan, now is the time. <laughs> You could probably get them on your live stream on Twitch right now. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, assuming we weren't all under lockdown, you know, in the normal world, it is just a numbers game, though. So even if, you know, you send out 100 messages, you may only hear back from 10 of them. Right. And that's not an issue, is it? No, that's not an issue. That's uh, relatively normal. Um, There are people who I've sent out on different platforms like LinkedIn and stuff that, I won't hear back until like two months later because the fact of the matter is like on a platform like LinkedIn, which is more the professional platform, people check it like once a month, once every 30 days. So if you hear somebody back in two months, it's normal. That's normal. Emails, if the person like owns a production company or they own any type of company, they're getting 100 plus emails a day. So don't get mad if they don't get back to you. Just follow up with another email. You know, Twitter, you know, the same thing, tag people, DM people. It's really a numbers game because a lot of times, I'm prioritizing. Like I get DMs now, I get emails, I get, you know, other platforms I'm on where people are messaging me and I see it, but I don't get a chance to respond to it because I'm responding to something else that has to be that's more pertinent to like a, a client situation. Right. So don't get mad or discouraged if you're sending stuff out and you're not hearing back with people. It's just like people get a lot of messages and they have to prioritize. It doesn't mean like they're trying to hurt your feelings or, you know, they think you're trash. It is it's nothing like that. It's really a numbers game, but if you kind of follow up and you like comment on their stuff like if people are writing articles and you're commenting what you think about the article and you're commenting and interacting with them on on whatever platform they will make a note of you they'll start to remember you and now when you send an email again you're like oh i remember you you always comment on all my stuff so i'm going to reply back to you you know so that's another way to kind of break through you know just you know comment on their other things but it's just a numbers game just reach out to people and send out another email, send out another DM. Okay. And so people should not be concerned when they see the little red symbol. Oh, they read it. Oh no, it's been like a whole day. They haven't responded. Yeah. Don't be concerned about that. Um, You never know what's going on with folks at that moment in time. I think what happens a lot with text messages and everything else is that we've kind of gotten into, like we forgot that other people have lives and other people have things that they have to uh, worry about. And we think about it's always us and it's me, it's our ego. Like if I send something to you, you need to respond to me immediately. And that's not the way the world works. So if you can just not take that personally, be like, I sent it out. 
it's been a week. I'll just send out another follow-up message to see what's going on, see if they're okay, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Or comment on their own stuff. They'll they'll see you. And this is the other thing. If it's a bigger person who's like uh, Timothy's on, he might have a Twitter account. I don't know if he does because I usually meet him in person and other stuff. But he might have some, a student who's actually the one who runs it, and it's not them. Mm-hmm. And that is the case. So just understand that people might have public accounts, but they may not be the one running that public account. It might be a bot running that account for them because they have predetermined messages that go out, or it might be an intern that might be running the account for them. Um, so just keep that in mind. But you know, don't don't get mad if you see that they read it and they didn't respond. Just give them time, and if they don't res- respond like a month or two or whatever, just keep sending the messages. That's all. Fantastic. All right. Now, um, back to you for a second. If you can go back in time and you can talk to little Lauren, you know, right yeah. at the beginning of her digital marketing journey and you give her some advice that would just 10 X her entire path through life. What would you say to yourself? Hmm, like 10 X, uh, my path through life what would be the one thing. Uh, the easy one thing. <laughs> um, I probably would have done a bit more kind of been more vocal in terms of, you know, the things that I, that I liked in terms of all the nerd stuff, like the star Wars stuff, like that was always a part. And in the beginning, like online, when I first got on in terms of what this is, was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, blogs were still a big thing. I used to write for this is 50, uh, dot com when it first came out, the blogs and stuff. So I was very active in writing on that one. And I wrote, on on a couple other like hip-hop pop blogs at that time um or culture pop culture blogs in that time i probably would have been a little bit more uh on putting myself out there at that point because i was always writing and in my writing thing because that's what i did Mm -hmm. um but in terms of uh video and kind of building my own community at that time i would have been more active in building my own community and being kind of the business of being um at that point uh now folks on my email list call me like Supreme Leader H because they know I'm a Star Wars fan. And so they're like, oh, Supreme Leader, you know, because it's a joke, right? I would have been more into like building sort of the brand of, of me being in my nerdiness and, and that sort of thing. I mean, I started that a few years later, even though I was very active and doing a lot of stuff. Uh, but I would have started it, I would have started it earlier because at this point, all this stuff is kind of panning out. Like people accept that you might catch me with a Star Wars hat on. People accept that I might quote 50 Cent in something. You know, they accept that, oh, I might give some random animal fact, right? But back then was a was a very different time period. Like, I'll turn around and we'll argue about great right sharks. <laughs> like, and, and stuff like that. So uh, I would have been a little bit more into that, especially with the writing, because I, I wrote a lot. And I wrote for these blogs and stuff when I was in, you know, I was in college. And I didn't really tell anybody. The only people who knew, like the people who knew me for writing that stuff, they didn't know other facets of my life. They just knew I wrote, I was writing articles, 50 people were commenting, people were sharing it in that ecosystem there. You know, people knew I was writing for ballalert.com and I was writing stories on there, but they only knew me as this author, you know, uh, lady based on there, just writing these uh, stories. Um, I probably would have been a little bit more forward and like that if, but you never know where these things were going to go. But that would have been a thing. Like, don't be afraid to be, to put yourself out there. Be afraid to ask. Um, it's probably the big things Absolutely. I would uh, 
that, that advice is no different today. Like for most people, that's the same advice you should be given, right? Yeah, just don't be afraid to put yourself, you know, out there. Because right now, if you have a digital, like you kind of need digital presence. And like right now, what you're seeing is what happens when these companies and people, you know, sometimes who are older have not accepted that, you know, this is where it is. If you don't have a digital portfolio, if people don't know who you are, it's very hard to oh, know how to use this technology. It's very hard to kind of navigate in these types of situations because now people are asking for help. Like, how do I use Zoom? How do I do this? What is this? And they're kind of struggling because they're not used to kind of this world. And I lived in this, I live in this world for over a decade. So to me, it's like, oh, just do that or do that. So like people like me is like getting all popular for like random stuff. And I'm like, I always been here. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of like trying to teach an old person how to use a remote control, right? You just push the two buttons. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just push that button. Like, what, what, what? just push this button, it'll go and just talk. <laughs> like, you know, because, you know, they don't know because they're used to um, working and living in a, this is how things have to be done and things have to be done like this and that. I mean, technically, I was making a, like a lot of college students, I, I think I, I wrote, I, I commented, no, I wrote a post and then commented to somebody else. I was like, you know, there's a lot of college students and some of you might be college students right now. You might consider whether or not you want to go back to school. And I'm an advocate for education, right? I really am. I have two degrees myself, so I'm African of education. But you might really consider how did your school let you know about this? Did they just tell you get the hell out? Because there are a lot of schools that had students and they just told them get the hell out, you know, basically, and didn't su really supply any support as to how, what they were going to do. And they did it a really bad job of it. And I, my whole thing is that, yeah, but they're charging you, you're in so much debt. Does it make sense for you to return to school? Mm -hmm. You know, given that, because how your school treats you should be a lesson to you know you know you you're the one who has to deal with these student loans if you're in college could you try to monetize your channels if you have followings you know do you have a skill set that some like right now if you're 20 years old and you know how to use zoom really well to do presentations you can turn around and pitch a company and say hey i know how to use zoom really well let me teach your folks how to do it and they'll be willing to pay you because they're struggling this is the first time they're doing this mm -hmm. and you're 20 years old so, I mean, that's a consideration for folks because the, the stuff I saw some colleges were doing, I thought was really ridiculous in terms of handling this whole thing. No, not to mention there's a free resource out there called libraries. Although at the moment, you know, most libraries are shutting down. So, so you normally but get a library. <laughs> actually, most, a lot of libraries are actually online. Yes. A lot of the major libraries. So if you're looking for free resources like libraries, YouTube has a lot of free resources on it. I think Coursera has a whole bunch of courses. And also a lot of your major universities um, actually have free courses online that you can actually take in a whole course on computer science or programming and art and all that other stuff online. A lot of, if it wasn't free before, they made it free because people are stuck at home. So if you want to learn how to code or learn how to do whatever, or, you know, a lot of stuff is out there, you know, for you. So, I mean, you, you don't know when you're going to be able to go back to school or go back to work. And, you know, so in terms of like, I'm a big fan of monetization. Now is the time to really consider and start doing things to kind of, you know, try to secure yourself, at least even if it's only a few hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So now I kind of want to ask you, can I humble you for a second? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So we've talked about all the things that you've done. Well, not quite. You, you and I talked yesterday about all things. Yeah, that, I know. We talked a whole lot. Yeah. Lauren is an amazing person. You need to listen to her advice is all I have to say. Uh, but I want to humble you for a second, Lauren, and I want to ask you, what is something that you have failed at 
Because I don't want people to think that you're just always successful. Oh, no, 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 no. I failed a lot. <laughs> this is a whole lot of stuff. Because um, I'm very much at heart uh, an entrepreneur and I believe in side hustling. So there are a lot of businesses I've tried that did not work. And I put my own money up. There was no pitch deck with a startup. It was my few thousand dollars. And that went down the drain really fast and, you know, in, 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 in flames. Um, it's, you know, in, in ventures that I have tried or I got into a partnership with someone um, we were supposed to do kind of a, another marketing, uh, try to do a marketing agency and it did not work out. Got into a partnership, did a whole lot of work, uh, lost $9,000. So if you wanted, that's, that was a big, it was a, it was a lesson. It's like stuff happens. Um, and that was a lesson in that. And it's a lesson that hurt because it was right around, it was like two weeks before Thanksgiving oh. and I was supposed, and I didn't get paid. So it was like $9,000 on a drain. And it was a, it wasn't a pretty situation. So a lesson that hurt, but probably a lesson that stuck, right? Oh, it stuck. It, it, it stuck, it stuck really well. It's like, uh, for some of us, like, I guess they call it intuition. Like when something's not going right and you feel it's not going right. And it's like, Hmm, you start asking questions and the answers you're getting, that just don't, satisfy you you probably should really continue to inquire and always do things uh to protect yourself like always have your money to decide like okay if something happens i'm okay now lucky for me i have other things going on um where it hurt but it could have been a hell of a lot worse but that was a hell of a lesson like that nine that 9k lesson was a lesson that i i, I shall never forget <laughs> I like to say those kinds of lessons are called experience. And the more experience you get, the, the better you eventually get, just like in video games. Yes, it is experience. And I think if you interview, uh, just to let you know, like I'm, to, I'm trying to simplify it for the sake of this conversation, the things that you can do. So understand that because you go out there and like, oh, wow, this, it's going to be a lot of information. It is. It's a lot of information. Um, but don't think that you will be successful the first time around like you will make mistakes (laughs) yeah you will make a whole lot of mistakes like the hardest thing you can do is audience building just on your on your channels as a gamer but it's also audience building to get people to take an action like subscribe to your email uh you know email list that is something that everybody struggles with even pepsi you know amazon struggles with it all right so don't think that it's just you if you're trying to do that uh, to take some of the advice here everyone is everyone struggles with it there's people who are better at it than others so don't feel bad it's a it's a struggle it's something that we all work work on so if you fail failure is just part of the process it's just oh well all right what did i do wrong and then you know you do it and you do something different again that's all fantastic okay continuing my uh, my humble train what is something that you're currently not good at Ooh, i I am not good at graphic design. I try my best. Like I don't like people be telling me, "Hey, send an image like this." I mm, <laughs> I try. Like you know, like I don't know. You know, like people like Photoshop. Like I got the trial Photoshop. I was like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. Like I think the image came out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> okay, that's like I do the best I can, but I suck at that stuff. And some of the stuff I I have to do is like kind of image heavy. So it's like. I put the images together and I kind of send it to someone else at this point. Like, Hey, can you fix this? Cause it, it was like the image by itself is beautiful. Cause I didn't make it, but in terms of condensing it and putting it with this one to make a three images, one image, Lauren ain't the one <laughs> it, it came out horrible. 
<laughs> All right, wonderful. Now, um, how do people get in touch with you? Where are they gonna be able to find you online? What are your social handles? Okay, cool. So let's see, I uh, run Black Nerd Swag. So on Facebook, Black Nerd Swag, um, on the Facebook page, you can find, yeah, you can find me there posting a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, let's see, you can find me on Twitter, which I'm relatively active on as LB twice, T-W-I-C-E. So LB twice on uh, Twitter, you can hit me there. Um, we also got uh, my own email, which is Lauren, my first name, L-A-U-R-E-N, at blacknerdswag.com. Also, if you are on Twitch, you probably see me around. I go by Knights of G on Twitch. I usually am following and watching other people and commenting, but you can also find me there if you're running around on Twitch looking for me. But email is good. Um, I, always, I always will look at my email, especially once or twice a day for that. And uh, if you tag me on Twitter, definitely, I will see you as well. Fantastic. All right. Now, Lauren, this has been an incredible interview. I really do appreciate it. Before I wrap up, is there anything else you want to say or any advice you want to give or anything I didn't ask you that we need to cover? Okay, cool. Um, all right. So, you know, advice part of time. It's still going to look. We don't know how long this quarantine thing going to go on. <laughs> you know, we don't. So if you are a streamer, there are a lot of bored people at home. There are a lot of people who are used to social interaction and they can't because maybe they contracted it and they're very much limited in terms of human interaction. So um, go out there and stream. You know, this is the time to really put yourself out there because you might be the saving grace to people who are stuck. Um, there are people I know who are in the hospital. They can't. The only thing they have at this point, thank goodness for them, is their phone and their computer and they're on Twitch. And you'll know that, you know, what you're streaming and what you're doing is kind of helping them get through their situation where, they can even see their family members at this point because they don't want them to be contaminated, right? So um, go out there, even if it's like, you know, you're scared or you're like, hey, this is not working. People are watching you. And sometimes it's that one person who's watching you who will be that one person you really help through who will send you that message like, hey, you really helped me through this. Because um, there's a lot of folks right now who are in, like, especially the folks in the hospital, they're sitting on Twitch. And a lot of those folks in the hospital, like one guy I know, um, like he has platforms. Like if he, you know, he's the guy that once he gets out, he's all better. Like he's like the movie guy and a platform guy for startups. So like he's sitting in the hospital because he can't go near anybody because of um, he's going through his cancer treatments right now. So he's on Twitch. He's a big guy. He's a, he watches people on Twitch all the time. So you never know. Just go out there and do your thing. Put yourself out there and give a, people a place kind of to be. That's your email list. That's your uh, Facebook groups. That's your discords you know, do that and be active. Let people know that you're there for them um, as well. That's how you kind of build your leadership. That's when people are really going to follow you and invite people to follow you. Ask your followers, hey, if you know someone who is bored or they're at home, invite them into the stream. If you invite someone, in, like do this. If you invite someone in the stream, you'll shout them out or you'll give them a skin or give them, you know, an emote if you're on Twitch, whatever. That's how you grow your following. Ask people to send people to you and interact because now is your time, folks. You know, just now is your time. Absolutely wonderful. All right, Lauren Hazel, thank you so much for coming on and giving us advice today. No problem. It is my pleasure. I want to see you guys do well. All right. On that note, gamerpreneurs, please go back and listen to this one again. Please email us. I, I talk about it all the time and she's just hammered at home. Please listen to her. All right. On that note, you all take it easy.
Hey, if you like this podcast, I'd love to invite you to check out a little bit more about me, Dr. Bradford Carlton, Gamerpreneur. If you go to my website, www.thegamerpreneur.com slash bonus, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book, The Warcraft of Business, where I explain my history in both gaming and business and how I brought the two together in order to create some very successful companies and help a lot of people. And all you got to do is pay for shipping and processing, and I'll send you this book. I absolutely know you're going to love it. All right. You all take it easy.